Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of September 3rd through September 9th, 2012. Vulnerability activity remained high for the period, primarily due to multiple updates for previously released vulnerabilities. Red Hat released security advisories and updated software for JBoss and RPM Package Manager, and VMware released a large advisory for multiple vulnerabilities in vSphere and vCOPS third-party libraries. Vulnerability and exploit activity related to the Oracle Java vulnerabilities continues. After the release of the initial vulnerability and a subsequent software update by Oracle to correct that and other job vulnerabilities, researchers reported that the software update included a new vulnerability. In addition, researchers announced they found multiple previously unreported Java vulnerabilities and are working with Oracle to mitigate. Cisco Security Intelligence Operations has released an additional security blog post and an event response to compile and consolidate the information on the vulnerabilities. As this vulnerability activity continues, organizations and users can expect additional vulnerabilities and threats in the coming weeks and are advised to implement the recommended mitigations and enable the Java automatic updates to keep Java packages current with the latest releases and security updates. Other reported vulnerabilities included Oracle for Java and Solaris, EMC Networker, Adobe Photoshop, HP SiteScope, and Business Availability Center, Quagga, Splunk, and SAP NetWeaver. WordPress released the September 2012 security update for multiple vulnerabilities. WordPress blog software and sites continue to be frequently targeted by attackers for compromise and installation of malicious software to infect uh, visiting users. In ICS SCADA activity, Wago and GarrettCom reported default and hard-coded authentication vulnerabilities that could allow an attacker to gain privileged access on these systems that are widely used in ICS SCADA environments. Ktar CERT, or QCERT, and Symantec released information on the Shamoon virus malcode uh, and a new variant that's been identified in multiple attacks across the Middle East region. In related activity, Symantec also released a report on the Elderwood Project, a hacker group that's been attacking defense and industry targets since 2009 with zero-day exploits. Microsoft released the advance notification for September 2012, reporting the release of two security advisories on September 11, 2012. Multiple sources are also reminding organizations that in October 2012, the minimum RSA key length for certificates used in public key infrastructure will increase to 1024 bits for all supported versions of Windows. Applications may need to be updated with stronger certificates to avoid server and application problems. Also in threat activity, Verizon released Research Part 1 and Part 2 on what they identified as opportunistic attacks, highlighting the common attributes, technical details, and how organizations can mitigate the attacks. Cisco will release the September 2012 semi-annual Cisco iOS Software Advisory Bundled Publication on September 26, 2012. IntelliShield published 156 events last week. 38 new events, and 118 updated events. 
These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. U.S. President Barack Obama has designated September 2012 as National Preparedness Month in the United States. The Presidential Proclamation provides multiple links to government information sources for both businesses and individuals to prepare for natural and man-made disasters. In the aftermath of Hurricane Isaac and on the 11th anniversary of 9-11, individuals and businesses are urged to review or develop plans to be prepared for disasters that may impact their areas. While this is focused on the United States, all can benefit from at least an annual review of disaster preparedness plans. We're currently nearing the peak of the hurricane and typhoon seasons, and physical terrorism attacks, malicious cyber attacks, and activism continue to be a threat to all. While most businesses are likely to have disaster responses and business continuity plans, they're frequently incomplete, uh, tested, or reviewed and updated to reflect current risks. Similarly, individuals are likely to only consider the most obvious severe weather, power outages, or cyber threats, while remaining unprepared for those less obvious events. Similar to the well-known fire drills most organizations and individuals practice, the same could be applied for other events. What will you do? Where will you go? How will you communicate? Where can you get current information? How can you protect yourself? And next, in the legal risk management category... Two Chinese nationals were arrested by the FBI in the United States for reportedly attempting to buy trade secrets of a corning plant to develop a competing company in China. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Missouri have charged the men for paying a plant employee to steal the documents. One of the men reportedly also trespassed at the plant to capture video and pictures of the plant. The release from the U.S. Attorney's Office said, quote, Pittsburgh Corning's Sedalia plant is its primary facility for producing foam glass, a type of insulation used for industrial piping and natural gas storage tank bases. Three months ago, Pittsburgh Corning announced plans to build a foam glass plant in China, where most of the demand for the material originates. While multiple government and industry uh, sources have reported intellectual property losses and sub subsequent threats of compromise of that information, employees and businesses should be frequently reminded that these events are real, ongoing, and can result in serious damages. This case is particularly interesting in highlighting the human factors involved. It's not only the executives, high-level engineers, or research and development individuals that are targeted in these attempts, but potentially any employee who has or could gain access to the sensitive information. Those with lower-level positions and lower pay may be easily targeted and exploited with offers of money or other rewards and may be more vulnerable to being compromised. Similarly, while many reports focus on the cyber theft and compromise of intellectual property, organizations and security teams should not overlook the more direct vulnerability of physical access, printed documents, operational security controls, and human factors. And this week in the trust risk management category, the media has widely reported the exploits and attacks of the groups Anonymous, Antisec, and others claiming to be associated with these groups. Recent reports included the compromise of presidential candidate Mitt Romney's tax records captured from the Price Waterhouse Cooper uh, system, 
um, and Apple UDIDs from an FBI agent's laptop. In the tax records case, the group posted a bizarre offer for Bitcoin payments to access the reportedly compromised records, in effect creating an online auction for the stolen data, or ransom from the victims to prevent the data from being disclosed. In the Apple UDIDs case, uh, the initial reports were quickly followed by reports of Apple providing the UDIDs to the FBI in some conspiracy theory of tracking Apple users. None of these reports provided evidence to substantiate the claims, nor claims about how the data was compromised or captured. The FBI, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and Apple have refuted the claims. While these hacking and hacktivist groups have received widespread media coverage and have previously disclosed some limited captured data, there's little reason to believe these current or future claims. In both of these cases, the immediate reporting of the compromise has quickly spiraled into conspiracy theories and tangent debates over other victim activities that did not exist. All of these claims have been refuted and no evidence has been provided to support the initial claims. Organizations and individuals must continually be aware of the motives of these groups, which are primarily to draw continued attention to their causes by generating media headlines, discredit oppositions to their groups, and raise money to support their continued activities. While individuals and organizations improving their awareness is a positive goal, it also exposes them to the potential for being misled and exploited through the reporting of these activities, which results in a waste of time, resources, and potentially unnecessary risk responses that don't exist or much lower risks uh, than the sources suggest. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, a sovereignty dispute over several rocky outcroppings in the South China Sea has been heating up over the past several months. China, the Philippines, Japan, Malaysia, Vietnam, and Brunei have overlapping claims to various islands that sit in the middle of busy international shipping lanes and which are believed to have rich oil and gas deposits below them. The United States have become involved in the disputes as it seeks to ensure freedom of navigation in the face of escalating uh, tensions. Japan angered China this summer with government plans to purchase some of the disputed islands from a private Japanese family. In July, China built a city in the Paracel Islands, which were previously claimed by Vietnam and the Philippines. Low-level website defacements distributed denial-of-service attacks, and other cyber attacks likely carried out by non-state actors have characterized the online component of this confrontation so far. In spring 2012, the Philippines government called for restraint of, on the part of patriot hackers, saying that tit-for-tat online attacks risked inflaming real-war conflict. In a blog post, Adam Siegel uh, observed a lack of cyber attacks between China and Japan, despite the highly emotional nature of the disagreement. He speculates one reason could be relatively symmetrical military capabilities between the two countries, which could have the effect of making cyber attacks less necessary or less politically effective. Alternately, he suggests that the two sides could be focused on developing more sophisticated and potentially more damaging cyber weapons, diverting attention of hackers away from easier targets. All of this is mere speculation, as Siegel freely admits, but it raises the possibility of a new dynamic playing out in the cyber realm. That is, 
the the potential to move up the value chain to more sophisticated and potentially more damaging cyber skirmishes. Information security specialists may want to monitor these developments. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.